0: North Carolina Central is your 2022 Black College Football National Champions and they won the celebration bowl behind strong games by Davius Richard and Latrell Collier. Oh yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Y'all know just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Don't forget the S on the end if you're on the audio side of things. If you're looking at my beautiful face on Instagram or... My bad, Instagram. That's what happens when you try to be funny. If you're looking at the face, if you're looking at the video <laughs> on YouTube, to make sure you guys are looking down here at the lower graphic. And that's the last time I try to really talk my talk on the on the uh podcast. But let's just go ahead and keep it rolling because today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, and they're gonna help you find qualified candidates that you want to and need to talk to faster. Just post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. You can post your job for free terms and conditions do apply all right let's let's get to business i try to be funny let's get to business right And the business is the fact that davius richard versus shador sanders was going to be the key matchup in this game period you know i opened up last week's coverage of this game previewing it talking about davius richard versus shador sanders the first matchup that we discussed when previewing the game on friday with our three matchups it was davius richard versus shador sanders If that wasn't enough to stress to you just how important it was, I had a pivotal line in that last episode on Friday when talking about this. I said, if either quarterback has a noticeably better game, their team will win. That didn't happen. Neither, neither quarterback had a noticeably better game. And look at it it was pretty even. And what happens? The game goes to overtime. If that doesn't show you even. At the end of regulation, everything was even. The quarterbacks were relatively even. I thought they both played phenomenal. They're so comparable, right? Statistically, they were so comparable. They both passed for 70 or completed 75% of their passes. The only difference was Shador threw 40 times. Davis Richard threw 20. So they had double the amount of attempts, double the amount of completions. And of course, it was about double the amount of yards. Ain't that something? It was just... I thought that they had different game plans. We talked about how different stylistically they are as quarterbacks, but even coming into this game as a passer, it was just different. You look at Shador, Shador had really quick passes. It was a lot of, um, I don't want to say dinking and dumping, but it was a lot of shorter passes that led to catch and run it was it was very efficient and then you had some deeper shots mixed in but for the most part it was shorter routes made sure it was timing it felt quick right but everybody had space so you could catch and run from that davius richard in north carolina central they had longer developing plays so they had more deeper shots right you seen some some bombs from richard honestly but then you also seen some shorter routes come from that and it was just different stylistic passing games so that was something that I wasn't sure if I was going to see or not. But I'm glad I did because it showed such a difference between the two. But the numbers were so close if you're on a per throw basis, you know. Um, so let's let's get to the victor, though, because I want to make sure I highlight Davies Richard because Davies Richard played a key part. And it's at the point to where him living up and him rising to the occasion is a standard. We talk about certain things on here. Right. And I don't I don't relate people together. To knock somebody down. But last time that Jackson State played, I posed a key question. Can Davius Richard rise to the occasion? You didn't hear me name that storyline when I'm talking about Davius Richard. Or excuse me, Bashan McCray. Could Bashan McCray rise to the occasion? You didn't hear me name that storyline when I'm talking about this celebration bowl. Because there was never any question that Davius Richard was going to rise to the occasion. I knew that. I knew Richard was going to because I've seen him do it against New Hampshire. I've seen him do it against North Carolina A&T. It's a trend, of course. People stumble, people fall, but it's about not making the same mistakes again. And I thought that Davious Richard has shown himself to be a stud, to be a superstar quarterback. And he should be the leading candidate for the Black College Football Player of the Year next year, period. Standing here right now, in the middle of December, I can't think of anybody else who it should be. Davious Richard, Jada Byers, those are the two frontrunners, right? But it's gonna be hard for buyers to repeat that. I think I think that Richards' game is more replicable, you know, because buyers is like, man, nearly hitting two thousand yards back to back seasons—that's crazy, you know. But I still think he's gonna have like 1500, 1,600. I still think he'll have a great season. But it's not about him right now. This is about this is about Davious Richard, and for me, Davious Richard had great intermediate game. I thought he showed great leadership. And he showed great command of the offense. And one thing I love about him is that players who run as well as Davies Richard typically take off quicker than Davies Richard does. If it's a run, he's decisive. He's going to run. But if it's a pass, he's going to stay on that pass. But he knows when to run. But it's not his go-to. It's not a oh, first guy's not there, second guy not there, we're gonna go. He's gonna go through his whole progression. And that's what I love about him because it's not a quick decision unless he just knows the lane is there. He's a smart player. He knows how to use what he got. You know, there's a lot of players who can run. There's a lot of players who, you know, that's that's what you get when you get out of little league. When you get out of little league and it's no longer just put the best athlete, or sometimes it's high school, when it when you leave the point of just putting the best athlete at the quarterback position, and now you got a really quarterback. That's when you see the type of plays that Davius Richard is making. He don't just use his athleticism because he has it. He understands he also can throw the ball. And there was one throw that was just a superstar throw. It was the – I didn't tweet. I didn't really tweet during this game. I tweeted when Travis Hunter caught the game tying touchdown. And I tweeted when this play happened. It was only two times I, I tweeted. And one was the end of regulation. So this play was enough for me to say, you know what, I'm going to break my – I didn't I really feel like live tweeting. But that will maybe say, oh, Oh, and it was the throw to E.J. Hicks. Him and E.J. Hicks had a had a freaking connection. He didn't get to step into this throw, and the ball and the ball went forty-five yards in the air. Pressure right in his face. He's kind of just hopping in place, and he finally just chunks it. And when I tell you he slanged it, he slanged it. Okay, and hit Hicks right in stride. It was a perfect throw. It didn't result in a touchdown, but it was an absolutely perfect pass. And that strength on the throw was something you saw all day. Whether he was running the ball, whether he was passing. He was nearly sacked and he just kind of flicked the ball out to somebody. I can't remember who the receiver was at that time. But the strength was on full display. It was a phenomenal performance by both quarterbacks. Of course, davius Richard was able to come down with the victory. And you're looking at the fact that he had two touchdowns on the ground. He had one touchdown through the air. He had nearly 300 total yards. And I'm not surprised in the slightest. I didn't sit there and say, oh, man. Look at the yards he was able to accumulate. What I said was, oh man, look at Davius Richard being the Davius Richard that I knew he was. Going forward, we're gonna talk about another player, Latrell Collier. I think he's underrated, man. Y'all should have known if you were listening to my episode on Friday, but even if you didn't, there's no way that you could miss Collier on the field. Before I get into that, however, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, my good friends at LinkedIn too. They should be your good friends as well. Whether you're looking for a job, Maybe you're a small business owner. It's like this. It works both ways. If you need a job, put your resume on LinkedIn, put your, put your profile, update your profile on LinkedIn and let these small business owners find you. And if you're a small business owner, go find somebody who fits you. No more having to sit through 1700 people and realizing that number 1699 was the person that you wanted the whole time. Just go ahead and find 1699 on LinkedIn. His or her profile is going to be right there for the looking. And you say, Oh, that person meets my standards. Let's bring them in. It's really that simple. And it's that effective. It's the reason why so many people vote LinkedIn, the number one job searching website. So go ahead and go to LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free with the purple hashtag hiring frame. That is LinkedIn.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. We keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every single day for your second listen of the day. Make sure you're checking out Locked on Sports today with Peter Bukowski bringing on all of the local experts to break down the national stories. That's what we need, man. I need to break down the celebration bowl because this game was emphatic. This game was crazy. This game was amazing. Think of any adjective you would that that in some way describes something good. It's that. I want to make up new words just to describe how good this celebration bowl was. But instead, I'll just use the word of the day. And today's word of the day is ineluctable, ineluctable, excuse me, ineluctable, meaning unable to be avoided, changed or resisted. And I kind of felt like North Carolina Central's victory was ineluctable. I feel like a, a great performance by Latrell Collier and Davis Richard was ineluctable, even though there was a lot of things that pulled back the Eagles. They still fought through all of it. And there were certain play calls, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. I do that from time to time. Sometimes I just get a little ahead of myself. So let's let's slow it down and let's focus on one player. Latrell Collier. You can call him Mookie. You can call him Collier. I'll call him five. Whatever you want to call the man, we got to give him his flowers. We have to give Collier his flowers because when I tell you this man was hooping, this man was balling. And a lot of the attention is going to go to Davies Richard because he is a superstar. But thankfully, you guys, you guys are everyday listeners, right? So you shouldn't have been caught by surprise because I talked about how Latrell Collier. I talked about how he was going to be a key facet in opening up the running game for everybody he's going to be a key facet in moving the running game forward forget just being a decoy or opening up bigger opportunities for somebody else how about in the celebration bowl let's just go ahead and be the leading rusher for the team how about that i'll take that how about he just averages five and 5.8 yards per pop i'll take that how about he starts off the game with a 10-yard rush i'll take that gets a touchdown has probably one of if not the most memorable play from the Celebration Bowl with that stiff arm. I'll take that. And I'm sure that you will too. Davius Richard, yes. Stud. But I refused to allow Latrell Collier not to be discussed. I had to make sure that he was talked about. Because he has a game where I think it's going to be kind of understated. And I was watching it the whole time. I said, you know what? Folks ain't really even going to talk about this. They're not even really going to talk about the fact that this man is really running all up and down Jackson State. And you know what? I didn't really see it. When I saw people talking about the running game of North Carolina Central, it wasn't individual, right? And I get it. But at worst, it should have been a duo. Like, it was Richard and it was Collier. But you have to say his name. You have to say Collier. You got to give him the attention because he was balling. He should have had 100 yards on the day. But he just narrowly missed it. Just narrowly missed 100 yards on the day. But... That didn't mean his game wasn't great, right? So a lot of people are going to talk about that stiff arm. And good God almighty, what a stiff arm it was. That stiff arm was something crazy. It sent uh Ca- Cameron Stillman Craig into the into the transfer portal, right? Because he just, mm, like, the, when I tell you, Derrick Henry would have been proud of that stiff arm. Because, and all jokes, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Stillman Craig, okay? But in all seriousness, that was a powerful stiff arm. And it was an emphatic way to end the game, even though it got him to the three-yard line for him, it was his last rush. To me, Collier's stiff arm was just a representation of what the game was like on the running game. Like, Collier's stiff arm was just a representation of just how dominant North Carolina Central was in the running game. And I know it sounds crazy, because it's like, that's one play. But y'all who watched the game, y'all know. Now, if you've just seen that clip, you might not realize. Excuse me, but if you watch the full game I think you can see what I'm coming from or see where I'm coming from on that because all game they were I'm talking about running it down Jackson State the they didn't really have an answer pretty much the whole game Collier just at the end he just ended it in a way that was it was strong you know and um, Jackson State really struggled to get behind the line of scrimmage they didn't do that greatly they had three tackles for a loss for four yards on 17 carries by him those are the only three tackles for a loss they they had about 40, I think, like nearly 40 rushes by, by North Carolina Central. Only three resulted in negative yardage. So they didn't do a great job playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage, right? But Collier still had 17 carries. He had like 98 yards and or excuse me, he had exactly 98 yards. And I never heard his name really said. He kept doing great things. If you're watching the game, there's no way you couldn't see five pop up. At some point, you should have said, who is five? Because they weren't even really talking about him. I didn't really hear them say his name a lot until the stiff arm. But I'll tell you this, he had himself a game. And that's something that bugged me because it wasn't just running. He had 98 yards rushing. He had 40 yards through the air as well. So he had some receptions. He had games or he had uh, plays in multiple facets of the game. But I just didn't hear him discussed about enough for my liking. But that's why I was glad that two things happened. I was very happy that two things happened for Collier. As I'm watching this game, and I'm like, okay, I need people to talk about him. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to talk about him regardless, especially if Jackson State loses, or excuse me, if North Carolina State, excuse me, North Carolina Central. Excuse me, I'm, I'm not on Ashley Robinson. I'm saying the folk name how I mean. I'm just mixing up the two teams together, all right? North Carolina Central, I'm like, if they win, I got to make sure I talk about Collier. I got to because I knew the type of game he had. That's why I mentioned him. In the end of my my Locked On Now, which is the one-minute take that you see on Instagram or you see on Twitter, you'll see it there because he had too great a game not to be talked about. Um, When you look at his game, it starts off with a 10-yard rush. It ends with arguably the most memorable play in the Celebration Bowl, that emphatic stiff arm. That was his last run of the day. Everything in between was great. And the two things I was happy to happen was a touchdown. Because when you look at the box score, people are going to ignore yards. I don't know why, but they just want to ignore yards if there's not a touchdown or something attached to it. So you got a touchdown, and I felt like that validated the box score watchers. Not the people who watched the game. You saw it. But the box score watchers, it did. And then the the stiff arm, I was happy it happened because it was a celebration, or excuse me, it was a moment that people are going to remember. People are going to talk about that stiff arm. That was one of the most memorable plays in this game. People are going to talk about that stiff arm, and I was just happy because – he had a game that should be discussed, and now he had two really big-time moments that I know will be discussed. He scored the game-tying touchdown at the end of regulation. So it's not like the touchdown wasn't relevant or was just in the middle of something. It was the game-tying touchdown. So I was very happy that those two te- those two things happened because now we can talk about Latrell Collier's game even more going forward we're going to break down the holy trinity in other words the three phases of the game that led to north carolina central's victory before i get into that however today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online is the number one place for all of your sports wagering and listen if you put some money down on this game and you're on the meac side money menzel you get in the bank now because this was a phenomenal matchup i can't remember exactly what the spread was but you had this game you had the world cup which a lot of people are saying is the game of a lifetime in soccer right mbappe versus messi mbappe with two goals in two minutes uh messi finally getting his first world cup there was so many things going on could have put your money down there you could have had your money ringing you could have had you could have Dang, I wish I remember all these odds. But you could have made even more money on BetOnline. They would have had you educated. They would have told you what was on the line. They would have told you who was doing what. So make sure next time you don't miss out. Go to BetOnline, or continue to go there, and go to BetOnline.com, where the game starts. As wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, North Carolina Central was able to win this game with the Holy Trinity. And I ain't talking about the Lord, all right? You know what I'm saying? They they blessed. All of these guys are blessed. But they won the Holy Trinity. And I'm talking about special teams, defense, and offense. We're going to save offense for last because we just talked about Davies Richard. We just talked about Latrell Colley. We just talked about offense, right? Let's go ahead and start with the special teams. Who says special teams ain't special? Because if, in my opinion, that's a driving force on why they were able to win this game. A driving force. And I'm looking at one specific play, fake punt to Kyle Morgan. That play right there was about a 40-yard gain. It took them from their own 30 into Jackson State territory. Put them right in the field goal range. And that's the momentum creator. That's one of those plays where, all right, this is about to be a drive. Three plays later, they actually get to another fourth down situation. Three plays later, they get to a fourth down situation. But you can't make a play like that. You can't make a play like that fake punt, 40 yards, and then just on a fourth and one from Jackson State's 15, not go for it. That aggressiveness has to kind of roll over because when you make a, uh, at least for the rest of the drive, when you make a decision like that on your side of the, the field, knowing that if you don't get it, you're going to give points up, you have to remain aggressive. You have to get a touchdown on that drive, and you do. You go for it on 4th and 1 on the 15, and you end up getting a touchdown. Not off of that play, but you do get it at the end of the drive. And special teams sets all of that up. Not only did it allow you to get into scoring position, it also changes your mindset. And those are some of the things that you don't get, right? Because that's a, that's a a ballsy move. So you have to continue that momentum. Now you look at defense. Defensively, a lot of people are going to focus on the end of the game, the fourth quarter when points are just going up on the board. But no, go a little bit, you know, Farther back and go to the beginning of the third or the, yeah, the third quarter. Jackson State did not score on the first two possessions of the third quarter. And why is that important? Because opening the second half, Jackson State had the lead. And North Carolina Central needed the opportunity to catch up. JSU had the ball first. They could have extended their lead. That didn't happen. So number one, you didn't put yourself in a farther hole that you had to dig out of coming out of halftime. Knowing that Jackson State is a you know, pretty good second half team. But you don't allow a a touchdown or a field goal or really any momentum on that first drive. All right, cool. Now the ball goes back to your team. That's when you have the fake punt. You end up scoring there. And now you're like, okay, we're up, but we have to extend our lead. We could easily get into the back and forth. And that's what happened in the fourth quarter. But you don't want it yet. So what do you do? You stop them again. I think this one was three and out. So now you go from a short drive, touchdown for your team. Then you hold them to three and out. And now you go back and you score again, and now you've expanded the lead. And now you've given your team enough of a breathing room to where, yeah, now we can go back and forth. Now we can, because if you don't get that extra three points or you don't stop them or whatever, now we're looking at a completely different situation, a completely different situation, but you'd make that happen. Now, on a two-point conversion, you sack Shador On on that final play of the game. The reason Shador had nowhere to go wasn't because Shador was nervous. It's because Shador had nowhere to go. That's why the ball was so out there because there was no one to pass to. And who do you see right there in the face of, I think it was Kevin Coleman, Khalil Baker. Your first team All-American, your first AP, first team All-American in school history on the FCS level. So that's who sees it. The stars show up, right? Right ineluctable you cannot avoid it no matter how many things happen no matter how many penalties no matter what you see who was supposed to win this game who fought through the adversity and i think they saw significantly more adversity than jackson state did but they fought through it because they were destined to win this game you see that on offense they had a bunch of penalty problems they got behind the sticks a lot but so often you've seen them eat up penalty yards so i thought that it was just impressive because yeah davius richard is that guy we talked about him. Yes, Latrell Collier is that guy. We talked about him. But then also you look at E.J. Hicks, a guy who had two really big throws. He had that deep ball that I talked about, Richard not being able to step into, but then he also had a nice corner out on Travis Hunter on another drive. Then you also look at the fact that he threw a 30-yard pass to Richard on the little on the little central special, a Philly special, if you would, right? What we gonna call a central special because it's a North Carolina Central Edition. But then you have that play that was, okay. you calling out the stops. You playing like a team that this is your last game. Pull that out. That's how you pull out the trick plays. That's when you pull out the big time ones. the game, the plays that you've been hiding all year long. So you pull that out, not only in the middle of the first drive, but then also when it's time to get two point conversions so that Richard to Hicks connection, it works both ways. You can also go Hicks to Richard, but either way, it's going to result in success. It's going to result in big plays, and then it's also going to result in a pretty important two-point conversion, one that you had to have when you look back at it. This this team, they won because they had great plays by the special teams, timely plays by the defense, and the offense had two of them guys on there. I'm talking about Davis Richard and Latrell Collier. That's why they were able to win this game. They were aggressive, and they were sound, and they made plays when they needed to. It's just that simple. Going forward on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about Jackson State because two teams did play. But I wanted to make sure that we talked about the winners the whole episode. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the losers and talk about Jackson State. And what does this mean? No, I ain't going to make a question. This is a stain that he's leaving. This is a stain on Deion Sanders' tenure at Jackson State, and there's no way around it. We're not going to dogpile, but we have to objectively break things down, and that's what it is. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode. For your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today with Peter Bukowski, bringing on the local experts for all of the national stories, and I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.